Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. Our application from last Sunday which was the seventh Sunday of Ordinary Time. This week, take inventory of yourself and see who is not getting your love. Look at members of your family, then your relatives, and then your work or school associates. Make a decision to love and make a decision to forgive. You might begin this inventory and decision-making by first getting down on your knees in confessing to God your own sins. Listen to him as he discerns your inventory and puts it into proper order. 
ask the Holy Spirit to clear all of the stinking thinking out of your head as you get ready to decide to love all, even your enemies. I just talked to my dear friend whose daughter is moving out of state, and she is very distraught about her leaving. I examined my words to her and came back with what I was doing and learning. And after hanging up, realized that was not the time to do that. That was the time to be quiet and listen to her broken heart. I decided to love her by sending a quote from St. Augustine about the past, present, and future. What new thought from the readings of from the homily you heard on Sunday and from what you learned, what personal application you choose to apply to your life this week? Deacon Ken said, love is a decision. And the application that he had was, I know that God's great gift for me is free will. He wants me to decide in all my actions that he will heal and save me. Love is a decision and forgiveness is a decision. They both have consequences, as do all my decisions, good or bad. This was Ken talking quite a while ago when he was alive. And I remember there were times that I would say to Ken, seven by seven times I forgive you. I'd be so mad at him, angry at him over something that he would do over and over and over. And I had to stop. And I made that decision to say the words, even though I did not feel it. I had to learn how to not go on feelings. And over the years of study and doing the word of God and being in the word. Faith comes through hearing and what is heard is the word. And when it says, do not let the sun set on your anger, I had to stop and say, okay, this is what your word says. And even though I don't feel it, I'm going to do what it says. So that seven times seven, he'd do the same thing over and over and over. And I'd have anger in my heart. I had to not let the sun sit on that anger. I failed many times, but over the years, by the time he passed away, I was able to overcome and see just the goodness in him and see the love that he had for me, even though I didn't feel. So this week is the eighth Sunday in ordinary time. The first reading is from Surak 27, 4 to 7. The second, 1 Corinthians 15, 54 to 58. And the gospel is Luke 6, 39 to 45, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus told his disciples a parable. Can a blind person guide a blind person? Will not both fall into a pit? No disciple is superior to the teacher, but when fully trained, every disciple will be like his teacher. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own? How can you say to your brother, brother, let me remove that splinter in your eye when you do not even notice the wooden beam in your own eye? You hypocrite, remove the wooden beam from your eye first. Then you will see clearly to remove the splinter in your brother's eye. A good tree does not bear rotten fruit, nor does a rotten tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. 
For people do not pick figs from thorn bushes, nor do they gather grapes from brambles. A good person out of the store of goodness in his heart produces good, but the evil person out of the store of evil produces evil. For from the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks the gospel of the Lord. The questions, what did Jesus tell the people? He, a parable. Who did he say about a blind person? Can a blind person guide a blind person? Will not both fall into a pit? And to whom is a disciple not superior to is the teacher? Who will a disciple be like when fully trained? He'll be like his teacher. What did Jesus say after he washed the feet of his disciples? John 13, 15 and 16 says, I have given you a model to follow so that as I have done for you, you should also do. Amen, amen, I say to you, no slave is greater than his master, nor is any messenger greater than the one who sent him. What do you notice in your brother's eye? The splinter. And what do you not notice in your eye? The wooden beam. What can you not say to your brother? Brother, let me remove that splinter in my eye when you do not even notice the wooden beam in your own eye. Luke 6, 41 to 42. What did Jesus call them? Hypocrite. And what did he tell them to do? Remove the wooden beam from your own eye first. Then you will see clearly to remove the splinter in your brother's eye. So many times we don't see our own faults. What do the hypocrites do with their lips? And where are the, their hearts? Matthew 15, 7 to 8 says, Hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy about you when he said, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. The personal question, in what areas have you been correcting or trying to help others? And examine yourself in this, that same area and see whether you need to remove the plank from your eye. Deacon Ken had, I have been trying to improve my role as an example of one who speaks for the Lord. And I had for that, when talking to someone, listen and respond to what they are talking about and not give solutions to their problems, but just pray with them and let the Lord respond. What does a good tree not bear? And what does a rotten tree bear? A good tree doesn't bear rotten fruit. And it does not bear good fruit, the rotten tree. How is every tree known by its own fruit? And what do people not do? Pick figs from thorn bushes. What does a good person produce? And from where does it come? What does an evil person produce? And from where does it come? He produces good. Out of the store of the goodness in his heart, evil out of the store of evil. From what does the mouth speak? From the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. What are you to guide and for what reason? Your heart, for in it are the sources of life. What are you to put away? Dishonest talk, deceitful speech. Proverbs 4. 23 to 24. Personal question. Memorize Psalm 141, 3. Use this psalm 
on a daily basis to see whether you have some great changes come from within your heart. Deacon Ken just wrote the psalm itself. Memorize Psalm 141.3 and then, Lord, place a God at my mouth, a sentry at the door of my lip. And I had, they had a different translation. Lord, before my mouth, keep watch over the door of my lip. I need to pray before I speak, but many times I forget to and end up saying the wrong thing when I don't pray. I must guide myself what I think versus what God says. It's not easy for me to get off myself and listen with my heart to others when they speak. I must ask myself quite often, do my words lift the person I am talking to or do they lift me up? I am getting there with the help of the Lord. I have the strength for everything through him who empowers me. But I was talking to my daughter and I kept saying it under my breath and I kept talking. And so I was aware of what I was saying. And I was thinking just in the conversation that I may be guilty of gossip. Finally, I talked to her about that. And she said, no, we're just in conversation. Sometimes we get a little bit too hard on ourselves, but we're just trying to help the other person doing nothing to harm the person. Let's go into the Psalm this week. It's Psalm 92. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praise to your name, most high, to proclaim your love in the morning, your faithfulness in the night. The dust shall flourish like the palm tree, shall grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall bear fruit, even in old age, always vigorous and sturdy, as they proclaim the Lord is just a rock in whom there is no wrong. What is the Lord saying to you personally through this time and how can you apply this to your life? Deacon Ken had, they shall bear fruit in old age. His application, my experience of the Lord helps me be a strong example of God's love and forgiveness to the young. And I have, I love to put on my praise tapes in the early morning when I begin my prayer time with the Lord. It helps me to focus on who he is. He is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Listening and singing along with the tape to the words of the song helps me to get off of myself and focus on him. I experience his love in the quiet of the morning and at night his faithfulness as I look at my day. A commentary this week. Today's gospel speaks to us about criticizing others. All through the ages, no matter what type of situation may have been present, almost everyone would agree that if you are critical rather than compassionate, you will also receive criticism. If you treat others generously, gracefully, and compassionately, these qualities will come back to you in full measure. We are called to love others, not to judge them. Jesus is telling the people to make sure that they are following the right teachers and leaders. He tells them and us to look for leaders who will show us what faith is, as well as teach us what faith is. Jesus strongly states that we should not be so intent on watching what the other person is doing wrong and overlook our own spiritual walk with God. 
He encourages us to look for guidance from those who love in accordance with his holy word and teachings of his church. Jesus does not mean we should ignore wrongdoings, but we are not to become so critical of others that we begin to become one of the God's frozen people instead of one of his chosen people. We often rationalize our own sins by pointing out the same mistakes in others. We need to be able to address the term hypocrite and realize that the hypocrite is exactly the ones for whom Christ came and died. Many people do not go to church because that is where the hypocrites go on Sunday. If that is where the hypocrites are, then you will certainly find Jesus there too. He came for the sick, and all sinners are sick. Jesus would be the first one to tell you that he wants his church to be a hospital for sinners and not just a haven for saints. Remember, it is not hypocrisy to be weak in faith, but it is hypocrisy to think that we are spiritually closer to God than someone else. What is in our hearts will come out in our speech and behavior. The application for this week, the first reading shows us that when our speech is motivated by God, it is full of mercy. The second reading reveals that God is not the law, but God is love. The gospel tells us the church is a hospital for sinners, not just a haven for saints. This week, let your heart be revealed to your family and friends by what you speak and how you act. A loving word by you can affirm build up, strengthen, and open a broken spirit in almost everyone. It is very important for you to listen to the people around you and ask the Lord to discern what you need to do to correct your decision. Let your family and friends really get what they see in you and their vision be all that is of the Lord. Let's close with prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. 
You can also email us at MagnificatCST at AOL.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.